Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel Tenney, and here we learn all about plants, how they work, how to care for them, and it's all taught in a way that anyone, from beginner to expert, can listen to, understand, and enjoy. So I hope that you will join me in Plant School. Hello and welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here listening. Today, before we dive in today's episode, I wanted to announce a giveaway winner. And if you guys don't know, every now and then, I choose a giveaway winner from someone who has left a review on Apple Podcasts. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and leave a review. Be sure to write something so that I am able to actually see your review. Leaving a star rating is very helpful as well. But if you want to win some fun plant goodies, be sure to write something in there so that I can see your entry and you are entered in to win something. So today's winner is Misty O underscore three, and she wrote a really sweet review, and she said this, I discovered plant school recently because I started taking an interest in houseplants. The first few episodes lay a really solid foundation for understanding how to take care of your plant, which was very valuable to me. As I began to listen to other episodes, they continue to give great information, and every day I feel like I walk away with new information give this wonderful podcast a listen. Thank you so much, Misty, for your sweet words. I especially appreciate how you shouted out those first episodes because when I have gone back to listen to them, I just appreciate everyone who stuck with me for so long because in the beginning, as this podcast was coming to formation, it was kind of rough. And slowly I'm going through and kind of editing them to make them a little more clear cut, taking out all the ums that I tended to say back in those early days. But I really appreciate all of you who have stuck around with the Plant School podcast. And for any new listeners that come in today, I really appreciate you guys. So Misty, thank you so much for the review. For this giveaway, Rachel Haber, who was on the podcast, I think it was two episodes ago, and talked about microgreens. She agreed to give away one of her microgreen kits. So Misty, once you email me at tinnyplants at gmail.com, I will be sure to get you that microgreen kit on its way to you. And if you would like to have a chance to win in our next giveaway, just be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's as simple as that. And again, I appreciate all of you who have done so already. So as you can see from the title of today's episode, we're going to be talking about heartleaf philodendrons, a very popular houseplant. And this came about because someone asked me on Instagram recently if I had done a care guide on philodendrons. And to my surprise, I hadn't. I thought I had because it's such a popular houseplant, but I hadn't covered any of them at all. And so I was going to do one on philodendrons in general, but they kind of vary in how to care for them. So right now I'm starting with Hartley philodendrons since they are super popular and they're such a fun houseplant. And then we'll add on with other philodendron care guides as time goes on. 
If you have a request of what philodendron you want me to do next, you can always find me on Instagram at tennyplants, T-E-N-N-E-Y plants. And you could just message me and tell me if you want a certain philodendron done or if you have another idea for an episode. I've gotten so many great ideas from my listeners, you guys, just from messages on Instagram. And the person who messaged me about philodendrons, I tried so hard to find our chat but I couldn't find it anywhere. So you know who you are, and I am very appreciative for you inspiring today's episode. So to start off, what is a Hartley philodendron? It is a beautiful vining plant. It has these slender stems with heart-shaped leaves, hence the name Hartleaf philodendron. And usually when they first come out, those leaves, they come out in a bronze color, and then they can change to a deep green. Some of them have like these splashes of lighter green with darker green. They come in all sorts of colors. And on rare occasions, they can even produce small greenish white flowers. And in the wild, this happens when they climb high into the rainforest and then their vines hang down from a tree branch and then they will flower. So you can see why it's kind of a rare occasion for that sort of environment to be in your home and for them to flower. So don't expect it to flower. But these flowers do produce berries, and they are often eaten by birds. And after birds eat, like all living things, we know what happens. They poop it out. And so those seeds are usually discreted onto a tree or onto the ground, and they can grow in either place. So they can grow on a tree or they can grow in the ground. And that makes it a hemi-epiphyte, where it doesn't necessarily need soil to survive. It can survive on top of a tree another living plant or dead plant. I guess it doesn't really have to be a living plant. And the scientific name of the Hartley philodendron is philodendron heteraceum. The common names include sweetheart plant and heartleaf plant. I've always called it a heartleaf philodendron, but any of those names, most people will know what you're talking about. And they can come in variegated varieties with streaks of white or light green. And like I said, Hartley philodendrons come in a lot of different colors just in it by themselves without the variegation, but there are variegated varieties. And its Greek name means tree-loving climber, and it is often found in the wild climbing tree trunks. I mentioned before that sometimes it grows completely in a tree. So the Hartley philodendron is from the Ariaceae family, making it an aeroid. And if you care for these plants well, they can actually last for decades in your home. A really long time, which we love, a long-lasting houseplant. Next question I have is, where do Hartley philodendrons originate? They come from Mexico, Brazil, and the West Indies, and some parts of the Caribbean, kind of all over the place. And when I looked up if they hold any symbolism, if you guys have been following along with this podcast for a while, you know I have this book that I love. It's called The Language of Flowers. The author is S. Teresa Dietz. It's a lovely book. I love it. So in it, it has an extensive list of plants and flowers and their possible meanings. So back in Victorian times, it was really popular for them to give each other different flowers to convey messages. Usually they were romantic messages. And it's kind of been a lost language, but I think it is so fun that this like even exists and humans have used plants to convey these messages. And so the philodendron, there wasn't one specifically for the Hartley philodendron, but philodendrons in general, 
symbolize love of nature or tree loving, and it holds the possible powers of appreciation of nature. And moving right along into their history, which, again, if you've been listening to this podcast for all, you know it's my favorite part. So this one kind of has a fun history. It's just a little bit comical the way it's come about. So let's get right into it. The Hartley philodendron has been undergoing many different scientific names for the past 180 years. And I quickly realized this when I was researching. I kept seeing different scientific names for this plant. It was really confusing for me at first. I was like, which scientific name is a Hartley philodendron? Because every time I would Google different ones, they would all come up with Hartley philodendron. And it was just confusing. And I'm going to explain what happened. So... The original name of this plant, it was actually miscategorized. It was an Arum heteraceum, so it was in the Arum genus, and that was published in 1760 by an Austrian botanist, Heinrich Wilhelm Schott, and it was later corrected by Schott and placed in the philodendron genus, and that was done in 1829. And then Heinrich Schott also saw that there were other species that were very similar. And so there was the philodendron scandens, philodendron oxycardum, philodendron micans, philodendron brazil, a few others. He saw that they were all the same. And so he put them all into one since they were synonymous with the same species. And then later in 1899, so 70 years later, another botanist, Gustav Heinrich Adolf Engler, reversed what Schott did, and he made them all distinct species again. So he kind of spread them out into their own categories again. They were all different species. They weren't one. And then in 1958, so almost 60 years later, there was another botanist, Julian Alfred Steiermark, and he reversed what Engler did and redid what Schott had done in the beginning, and he combined all these species back into philodendron heteraceum, since they are all the same species. And so other botanists have had opinions throughout this tumultuous journey that this poor plant has been on, but now, currently where we are today, this argument is considered settled, and all Hartley philodendrons are philodendron heteraceum. That is what all of them are considered as. Plant collectors will usually use the different philodendron names though still, like philodendron micans, philodendron oxycardium, philodendron scandens. They still use these names and they consider them to be different species, but botanists, as I just explained, have a very different approach. They see them all as philodendron heteraceum, that original name, because color variations don't really indicate a new species. And so all other names are considered incorrect by a botanist's point of view. And so if you're wondering, well, why aren't they all considered different species if they are different in color or things like that? And the way I think of it is kind of how we as humans, we're all homo sapiens, but we have a lot of variation. Some of us are big, some of us are small, some are tall, some are short. We have different skin colors. There's a lot of different variations, but we are all humans. We're all homo sapiens, and that's kind of the same deal with the Hartley philodendron. There's a lot of different variation, but it is all the same species, the philodendron heteraceum. And this is very typical of an aeroid because they are very variable plants. 
And so if you do see the other names still being used for a Hartley philodendron, this is because collectors kind of perpetuate the confusion, probably not on purpose. They're just using the different names because it's hard to switch back to the original name. It's much easier for botanists to do this. Not so much for collectors because it can confuse their buyers or their colleagues or it might not seem as desirable if you change it all back to its one original name. And so that's why you will still see all of its names still being used because collectors generally are still using those names. So from this history, some consider the Hartley philodendron to be the most confusing philodendron, which I agree. And this is simply because of all its name changes that happened during the mid-1800s. But today, it's considered to be one of the most popular philodendrons to be sold. It's a really popular houseplant, often confused with a pothos, but if you've been around houseplants for a while, I feel like it gets easier to tell them apart. Pothos plants have a thicker stem and they have more waxy leaves, whereas philodendrons have very slender stems and their leaves don't always have that glossy shine to them. And something kind of interesting is that the plants in our homes are hardly recognizable from the Hartley philodendrons that you would see like in a rainforest in its native habitat. And that's because its leaves can actually get really big between 4 to 16 inches on average, which is 11 to 40 centimeters. So really large leaves, but when it's in our homes, the leaves generally stay pretty small. But this houseplant is the most popular for a reason, and it's because it's incredibly easy to care for, it's incredibly hardy, and can survive really well in our home environments, and we're going to go over exactly how to care for it right after this break. So let's go over how to care for a Hartley philodendron. First things first, how do you water it? You want to water when the top few inches are dry, and this is kind of standard of all houseplants, but I thought I would mention it here. You want to use room temperature water or tepid water because cold water can actually shock its roots because it is a tropical houseplant. It's not used to really cold water, so avoid using that. Hartley philodendrons do really well and thrive with extra humidity, though it's not really required for their survival in your home. Honestly, I've never used extra humidity for my Hartley philodendrons, and they show no signs of being bothered by it, but if you really want them to do their best, it is highly recommended. So the best way to increase humidity, in my opinion, is to use a humidifier or to get a pebble tray and set it under your plant, and that can increase the humidity from there. If you do choose to mist your plant, which isn't a great way to increase humidity for a long period of time, just be careful not to let standing water sit on its leaves because it could lead to a fungal infection with that water just sitting there. And you can tell if a fungal infection has formed by there being brown spots on the leaf surrounded by a ring of yellow tissue. A brown spot with a ring of yellow tissue is a telltale sign of a fungal infection on a plant. And if you're wondering, like I did, like, it rains in a rainforest, this plant lives there, how come it can handle rain, but it can't handle me spraying it with some mist? And this is because in nature, there's a lot of air circulation that we don't think about outdoors, and so this water is able to quickly evaporate, where that doesn't necessarily happen in our homes. And if you do happen to notice a fungal infection, a brown spot on your leaf, it's not a big deal. Simply cut the leaf off before it can cause further problems. So dried out brown leaves or wilted leaves can be a sign of underwatering. 
I know when I take a little long to water my Hartley philodendrons, they do get very wilty. They kind of curl up. They kind of just get soft and look very sad. And a quick watering can reverse that as long as you don't let it go too long without water. And then on the other hand, for signs of overwatering, that's usually where yellow leaves can come in. Overwatering and soggy soil provide a really perfect environment for root rot, which is a fungus within the soil that attacks the roots. And from there, it causes the plant to have yellow leaves. So be sure to have good drainage for this plant so that doesn't happen, or don't water it excessively. Simply water it when those top few inches of the soil are dry. When it comes to placing a Hartley philodendron in your home and what kind of sunlight needs they require, bright and direct sunlight is best, but it will tolerate lower lit areas very well. So too much sun can cause brown scorch marks, also known as sunburn, and too little sun can manifest by the plant having small leaves or really long spaces between each leaf. And also along with not getting enough sun, that can also cause yellow leaves because the soil is staying wet for longer periods of time. So the bottom issue, but it's made worse because it's not getting enough sun and that soil is staying wet. This plant does prefer temperatures between 60 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit or 60 to 24 degrees Celsius. And it doesn't really love cold drafts and permanent damage can be done to this plant at temperatures below 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 10 degrees Celsius. So you don't want it to get too cold. I've also had this plant, I believe it was like above my microwave. And I noticed that sometimes when I would like pull dishes out of the microwave and it was steamy, it could also negatively affect this plant. I don't think it's recommended for any plant to be above steaming food, so maybe that was just a dumb thing on my part, but I do remember it was a Hartley philodendron and it just was not doing well, so just keep it in a nice temperature. Don't get it too hot or too cold. So moving on to how to fertilize a Hartley philodendron, you want to fertilize it when it has lots of new growth. Usually this occurs in spring and summer months because there are extended hours of sunlight coming through your windows. And when you do choose to fertilize, using a 20-20-20 fertilizer, that's the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium values, the percentage of active ingredients in it, so 20% nitrogen, 20% phosphorus, and 20% potassium. And those numbers are usually displayed just on the front of every fertilizer. If it's not, you might have to do a little bit of digging into its label. A lot of people like to use more organic fertilizers that have really low NPK values and they just apply them year round. That's totally fine to do. These other ones that are all purpose, like 20, 20, 20 fertilizers, just have more of a punch to them and should only be applied during the spring and summer months. Too much fertilizer can actually cause fertilizer burn. And you can see that by yellowing or browning leaves. And so if that happens, you've just fertilized and you notice something is going wrong with your plant, you can leach the soil with water. So you just let water keep running through it, let it drain out of the drainage holes, and that will get rid of the excess nutrients or fertilizer that's sitting in the soil and causing that burn to your plant. Moving on to repotting and soil for the Hartley philodendron. 
a well-draining potting mix is best for this plant because you think of its native environment. It's sometimes growing in a tree, sometimes in the ground, so it doesn't really need a thick, nutrient-rich soil. Just a well-draining one is great. A lot of people actually recommend using an African violet potting mix because it is very airy. And just make sure your pot has drainage holes. Like we talked about, if it doesn't have any drainage, that can cause a perfect environment for root rot to occur. And you usually will want to repot this plant about every two to three years, not very often. And you want to do it during a growing season, usually spring or early summer. And this is simply because the plant can bounce back easier with you repotting during those seasons. If you choose to repot during a different time, it's probably going to be just fine. I've done it plenty of times, but if you want the best results, doing it in spring or early summer is ideal. And moving on to propagation, this plant is a really fun one to propagate because stem cuttings work really well and is probably the most popular way to do it. So you cut a stem piece about three to four inches long. A lot of people recommend having at least three leaves. And if you do this again in spring or early summer is an ideal time because of all that growth going on. You want to make your cut below a leaf node and place it in water or in moist soil. Either one work very well. And then my last two questions. First one, what pest does a philodendron deal with? They can deal with any pest that a houseplant can normally deal with, like mealybug, scale, and things like that. But usually this plant doesn't deal with a whole lot of pests. I saw some people dealing with mealybug. They're bugs that look like white, hairy, cottony masses, and they can be treated with an insecticide or by wiping them off with a cotton swab dipped in isopropyl alcohol. Either one of those works. And also a lot of people talk about dealing with fungus gnats with Hartley philodendrons. And then again, that's something that any houseplant can deal with. If you are dealing with fungus gnats, I'm currently going through an infestation right now. It is driving me bonkers because they always fly into my face. Honestly, I would not be surprised if I've eaten a few. I know that sounds so gross, but they always come around at the most inconvenient times when I'm like talking or trying to like make dinner. They just come buzzing by. I guess they don't really buzz. They just come floating by. Anyways, I digress. If you are dealing with fungus gnats, you want to try bottom watering so those top few inches of soil stay dry and the eggs and the larvae will die because they love a moist environment. That's how they thrive. So bottom watering is really great to get rid of fungus gnats. You can apply an insecticide to the soil. You can use sticky traps, which are really great for getting rid of the adult fungus gnats and stopping the life cycle there. But using a combination of all these methods is really ideal because you can get all stages of the life cycle going on with fungus gnats. I've been doing this for the past few weeks and I think we are under control. I've had significantly less fungus gnats bugging me as of late and I'm so grateful. Hopefully it stays that way. So last question, not really a question, but just some extra care tips for the Hartley philodendron. Firstly, you can prune these plants to keep them smaller and induce branching. You want to prune right after a leaf node, kind of like you would if you were propagating it. And you want to do it with scissors or you can even like use your fingernail. You just want to avoid jagged tears because that can be a way for infection to get in with a jagged tear on the stem. Or on the other hand, you can let your Hartley philodendron get long and trail from a hanging basket or let them grow on your wall. The Hartley philodendron can actually vine out to up to like 13 feet, probably even more. It's a really great one. 
I don't know if you guys have like seen those clips that you can put on your wall and kind of hang your vining plant into it so it can be sprawling all across your wall and hang in those clips. But that's kind of a fun way to go. They will grow aerial roots to help anchor them. On those little notes, they can grow those aerial roots. Notes can also be growing normal roots if they're placed in water, but if they're up against a surface, those cells in the node starts to differentiate and create aerial roots. I actually have this going on in my boys' room. They have a heartleaf philodendron sitting on their shelf, and that thing has started to climb along the wall. I don't even have any clips helping it. It's just doing its own thing. I don't really know how it's sticking so well to the wall. I see its little aerial roots grabbing onto like the bumps in my wall. You know how walls are kind of bumpy, and it's just living its life. And I'll be so sad the day like we have to move and I have to yank that thing off the wall because it's kind of cool that it's kind of just growing along the wall as is. Anyway, some other extra care tips. You want to clean their leaves every once in a while to keep them free of dust and dirt. I've noticed my Hartley philodendrons can gather quite a bit of dust. So be sure to do that, I don't know, every month or so. Every other week, if you're really good about that kind of thing, for me, it usually falls to about every month. And last little tip, these plants are not considered safe for consumption, so you do want to keep them away from kids and pets. They will cause some mild reactions because their leaves contain calcium oxalate crystals. All philodendrons contain calcium oxalate crystals, but this causes mouth irritation and can upset digestion. So if anything in your home does happen to eat this plant, you will probably see some of those effects, but it's nothing too serious. And with that, that is all I have for caring for a Hartley philodendron. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Plant School. I hope that you will listen to more and stay with us as we learn more about the plant world. And again, if you'd like to be entered into the next giveaway, be sure to leave a review. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, and I will see you in two weeks for another brand new episode of Plant School. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to the Plant School podcast. I hope that you will join me for our next episode. And if you would like to support this podcast and keep it going, there's a link down in the show notes of this episode where you can donate to this podcast. And I really appreciate all that help. Or you can go to my merch store, which is also linked in the notes of this episode. And you can find some really cool plant-related shirts and stickers. And if you want to support the podcast but spend no money, feel free to share it with a friend, leave a review. All these things greatly help me out and allow me to keep doing this. Again, thank you so much for listening and for being here at the Plant School Podcast. Mm-hmm.